Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. I wasn't really going to come on today, but I have a little bit of extra time. It's gloomy and gray outside, and I've got a couple of creepy stories to tell you about. I was talking to someone who told me a story, something that happened to them in Moreno Valley. This happened maybe a couple of years ago. And what happened was this this woman was driving. She got a flat tire. She was in an area where there's not a whole lot around. It's not rural, but there's not a whole lot around out there. There weren't a lot of people out there. It was getting towards the evening. And so she got out of her car and she's looking around and she saw what looked like a man standing a little bit off in the distance. There weren't any houses or any businesses in in the area where she had her flat tire. So if she was going to go get help, she would have to walk, she said, probably about half a mile to the nearest place where she could call someone because she didn't even have her phone with her. So she sees what looks like this man standing a little bit off in the distance. She said he looked very tall. And he was wearing black. And he was just standing there. And she said that she called out to him and she said, Can you help me? And he yelled back at her in her own voice. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. He yelled back at her as if it was a recording, she said. It was her own voice saying, can you help me? Just like she called out to him. Oh my gosh. When she told me this, oh, I got goosebumps right now. I just like, oh, so what did you do? She said that she was so scared at that moment. She couldn't even get back in her car. So she finally was able to unfreeze herself. She jumped back in her car and she's thinking, I'm just going to drive this car with the flat tire to the nearest place that I can get to. So she said when she looked back over at the area where this, whatever it was, had been standing, it had moved a little closer to her. She said she still couldn't see any face. The whole thing just looked black. And now it's starting to get darker. And the funny thing about this, she said, is that it moved closer, but it wasn't taking steps. It wasn't floating. It wasn't moving that she could see, but somehow it was moving closer. So she started her car And she drove away with her flat tire to the the nearest area where she could make a phone call. 
She was so shaken up. She said she forgot every number to anyone that she could have called. She was telling me, you know how you have a number in your mind that you'll never forget, like your parents' phone number or your work number? She said, there's always some phone number that you just never forget. Well, she forgot it. That's how frightened she was. Oh, I still got goosebumps. And it's so gray outside and it's making me feel funky. So with that story, I started um, the conversation later on. And I was talking to someone else. And they started telling me that they where they lived in L.A. County when they were kids, there was a flood control in an area and they used to go ride their bikes. And so he was saying, yeah, we would go ride our bikes in this flood control and it would take you from whatever city to the next city. And he said you could take it all the way down and you would end up like somewhere by the beach. And he said that they would take this like in the summertime. Him and his friends, they would go ride their bikes and they would end up close enough to the beach so that they could walk the rest of the way there, whatever. So he said that on the way back this particular time, and he says, and this was a long time ago because this was like sometime in the 1980s when he was a kid. So he said it was in the summer, so it it was pretty late. The sun was starting to set, so it must have been 7.30, 8 o'clock. And they're coming back from the beach, and they're riding their bikes, and they're in this flood control. And he said that they saw two black, it, it looked to him like two black type of, um, he said, the way I can describe it now is Groot. If you would picture Groot when he was tall, he said there were two and there were, they were black. And so as they rode their bikes, they're all noticing, hey, what's that? What are those? Because they had never seen them there before. These guys, they had been riding their bikes with this flood control for a long time and this and that. So they just noticed and they just went on home and, you know, they... They couldn't figure out what the heck those things were. So he said, I, I went, we went home. I went home to my house and he was talking to his parents and he told his dad about what they had seen. These two tall black things. He said, they kind of looked like people, but they kind of looked like trees and they had never been there before. And he was like, come to think of it. They don't even know how those things were there because the flood control is all concrete. So how would they even be trees? And how would they even be standing without tipping over? So all of these things are going through his mind. He said at the time they were probably about 13, 14 years old. So they were going to go take that path again because that was what they normally did. They would take that path. So they were drive, They were riding on their bikes in the flood control probably a few days later and he said, there, him and his other friends, just say three other boys, had all related the story to their individual parents 
about what they had seen there in the flood control. So they're riding their bikes and they see these things again, but these things have moved and now they're closer to the edge where these guys are riding their bikes. And he said, you couldn't make anything out. You could, there were no distinguishing features, even though they had a form like, like a person, each one, there were two. And he said, as they got closer to these things, they heard talking. They could hear something speaking. And they started going really slow as they were passing by these things that weren't moving. And he said what we heard was like if we would have recorded our voices when we were telling our parents about what we had seen in the flood control. That's what we were hearing. Ooh, ooh. I, I was stunned. My mouth was hanging open. I was like, what? He said, yes. And you, there were like four of these boys. He said, so it was as if all four of us were talking at the same time. He said, I recognized my voice. I recognized my friend's voices. And it's as if there were four separate recordings of each of them as they related the story to their parents that they heard coming out of these tall, dark things. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Is, I mean, ugh, I don't know what. And anyways, he said, so they took off riding as fast as they could. And then at the first opportunity, they came out of that flood control area and they were in a neighborhood and they stopped their bikes and they were all like, did you hear that? What in the F was that? They're all like hysterical. They all heard it. He's like, it's not like one of us heard it. We all heard it. And even now, because he still knows these guys. They still, like, they're still buddies. And they talk about it once in a while. I'm telling you, man, I have goosebumps right now. I remember um, talking about how people are hearing things more and more these days, but this particular incident happened in the 1980s. What was this? What was the first one? Oh my gosh. It just creeped me out so much. I'm telling you, I'm sitting here and I have goosebumps because it's just something that is so like wicked I, I don't even know what I would do. Well, anyways, he said they never took those, they never took that flood control again. They never went there again. But they have gone there, not riding bikes. He said more recently, they have gone by there because there's a, in a particular area of it, 
there's a fence and there are no houses around there. So you can approach this fence, a chain link fence, and look, he said, at the flood control. And you can see down to the left for a, a long distance and to the right. And he said, we haven't seen those things. And they talk, they talk about it sometimes. He said, what was that? And how did these things have our voices? So they surmised that whatever these things were, of course, were like um, spiritual that only manifested as whatever these group looking things, but they were dark to get these boys' attention. And then he said, perhaps because they were of a spiritual nature, they had actually followed them into their house. Oh my gosh, I can't get rid of these goosebumps. And listened to these conversations between the boys and their parents. That's um, what they had figured how this ha- whole thing had happened. And I would have to agree with that. There's really nowhere else that I can go with that. As a matter of fact, before he came up with that story, I was wondering, how did this happen? I was like, are you sure? Are you are you messing around? He's like, no, no, no. I'm not messing around. So, I, I don't know, guys. And that first thing, it's... It's amazing that these two things are similar. The first one was dark. It was a dark figure. And then the second one, they were dark also. Well, the first thing that that says to me is, well, that this wasn't anything that was good at all. But the the mocking is just... It's, it's over the top for me. And there's one other story, and this one, I um, when during all of this, during when I'm thinking about these two stories, I recall something that I heard a very long time ago, and actually, I heard it because I was listening in on a conversation that my mom was having with one of the neighbors. Or somebody. So I was just being nosy. And so I heard this conversation. And at this time, and I have told this story before about um, we used to live in an area where our backyard was very deep. The thing was very big and very deep. So from our back door to the fence out in our backyard was like, I don't know, like half a mile away. And we had a chain link fence in the back that separated like our yard from a flood control. On the other side of that flood control was a, it was something like a, Forest lawn. I believe it was a forest lawn cemetery. 
And it wasn't like it was really close, but you could see it. It was on the other side of the flood control. And I'm going to say maybe, okay, you got the other side of the flood control, and then maybe it was like a block away back there. But you could still see it, and you knew what it was. And so I overheard this conversation, and the neighbor was telling my mother that, because there was a lot of weird stuff that went on there. There was, like my mom was missing all of her, back then, you know, we used to have these plastic Tupperware cups and this and that, and she was missing a bunch of them. And they were found on the other side of the flood control one day. I mean, these things had been missing for like two weeks. And then just one day, it so happens that they're on the other side of that fence that separated our backyard from the flood control. These things came in all different colors. If they would have been there the whole time, we would have been able to see them. And I just remember seeing those things out there and I was like, hey, are those mom's Tupperware cups? And then my brothers had to climb over that fence to get her cups. How those ended up there, we don't know. And if you would have threw them over the fence, they rolled. They would have rolled on off down into the flood control. You had like a something that was like a little bit of a narrow sidewalk back there before it started to go down into the flood control. But anyways, I'm overhearing this conversation. And my sister had heard someone like down in the flood control calling her just about every night. And I remember I, I said, how do you know they're calling you? Are they saying your name? And she said, yes. Okay, and then on this other particular night, she had one of our friends spend in the night and they both came running out of the room, screaming and running downstairs to get my dad. And what happened was that voice was calling her again, but this time it was calling both of them. So I'm just thinking, you know, it has to be somebody who knows that she spent in the night or whatever. So I really didn't pay too much attention to it. But anyways, my dad got his gun. He went out there and he went walking in the backyard. Look, there's nobody there. And I was like, Dad, he, she hears this stuff all the time. I think they're just fooling around. And, but my sister and her friend were like, no, we're not. And they were like hysterical. So anyways, I overheard the woman and my mom talking and the woman said that her daughter had heard someone calling her. And I, there were neighbors, but they lived probably about four houses away. We lived closer to the entrance into the neighborhood and they lived about four houses away down on the cul-de-sac because we were we were in a cul-de-sac area there. And she said, yeah, my daughter keeps complaining that she's hearing somebody calling her like from the flood control. And what happened that night was that, say her daughter's name was Debbie. So she would hear Debbie, Debbie calling her. And so... Debbie couldn't take it and she started crying and yelling at her parents, Mom, Dad, there's somebody down there keep calling me from the flood control and I'm scared, okay? 
And what happened next is that whatever it was calling her from down in the flood control started to say what she had just finished saying. But it was saying it in more of a baby voice. She said it was saying, Mom, Dad, there's someone down. Yes, it started saying this from down in the flood control. And they all heard it. No one could have known what was going on in their house. No one could have known the conversation because from where their house was, now you have to remember, inside, the daughter standing in the hallway, crying, not screaming all loud. Okay. And that long backyard to get just to the back fence to look into the flood control. We're talking, these were not close. And if someone is down there in the flood control to top it off, because you couldn't, you couldn't see down in the flood control from your backyard. You would actually have to walk all the way back there to that fence to be able to look down into the flood control. So, ooh, I'm not feeling good. So how did they know? These days, I would say, oh, you know what? There are many ways. But this was back then. There were no cell phones. I mean, you would have had to have been plugged into something somehow for someone to know this, like maybe a walkie-talkie. But that, that was not happening here. I remembered that conversation that I heard after I heard these two stories, the first two that I told you. So what these things are, see, these are all similar, even though no one that I know of now, the thing that happened there where we lived, I don't know if anyone ever saw anything. So I don't know if it was a dark figure out there. I don't know. And the reason that I brought up the the cemetery is because I'm just wondering if it had anything to do with that. And it's not because I believe that the ghosts of the dead people are wandering around out there in the cemetery. But I do know that there are people who go to cemeteries to perform certain types of rituals. And being there where we were at in, with that flood control that separated the houses from that particular cemetery, anything could have been going on even in the flood control. There could have been things performed in there. I don't know. Just like um, the first thing that happened there, the first story I told you in that area of um, in Moreno Valley, 
there have been certain things happening over there in that in that area. Do I think that this was what's known as a dark watcher? I don't know. I can't say. It's it sounds like maybe it is. But I don't know. The things that the boys saw back there in the 80s? I don't know. But I'm going to tell you something. They're all similar and they're all creepy. And they're all true. I have to really look around and ask a lot of questions before I put anything out there to you guys. And these are all true. And now I am going to have goosebumps for the rest of the day. (laughs) So I can't, the first, the first one, the flat tire, I would have done the same thing. I can't even imagine being out there and changing the darn tire myself. I would, no, I would have driven on that rim just to get somewhere that's safe where there are other people around instead of even attempting to change the tire or asking for help. So anyways, those are just three things that I I just had to come in and tell you guys about because it was just like burning a hole. It's like, man, I have to share these. So I'm going to try to be back tomorrow with some more stuff, okay? So just think about those. Think about those stories, guys, and maybe you know something similar. Maybe you've experienced something similar. All right? Talk to you later. Ciao.